Juice Mason, Morgan Reagan, alongside Chris Watkins. Let's welcome in who's a guy who's on the call tonight, who's been on the call for a lot of big moments recently. Yep. Let me go back to Steph breaking the three-point record. Mm. LeBron James, all-time scoring record. Let's welcome in, in for the first time, Brian Anderson. What's yeah. up, Brian? So good to be with you guys, man. Uh, we're we're so happy to be in Sacramento again. I love this town, this arena. I'm staring right out at the arena from my room. Yes, it's a cool setup, man. We I can't wait to uh, to uh, show off Sacramento tonight. We were here earlier in the year, but um, they keep winning, so we'll keep coming. And De'Aaron's right. When we get to the playoffs. You guys are going to shine brightly, I think. Mm. You're giving me chills with playoffs, Kings. It's just something we're not familiar with. In fact, last time they made the playoffs was 2006. What was Brian Anderson doing in 2006? 2006, I was working for the San Antonio Spurs. Wow. And I was working for Golf Channel. Wow. I, I did golf tournaments, and I did... Spurs television. I was a sideline reporter with the Spurs back then. And uh, that was kind of the last year of the old me. And then 2007, everything changed. I I got the Brewers job. I started working for TBS and Turner Sports doing baseball. And uh, so, yeah, that was that was kind of the last year of an era for Brian Anderson. And that's crazy. That was the last time the Kings made the playoffs. That's how long it's been. Think about <laughs> yeah. everything that's happened in your life, Brian. Yeah, it's insane. I know. I know it. I'm, uh, and uh, you know, I worked with Chris Weber for years yeah. too, and uh, we used to have a lot of conversations about Sacramento, and um, you know, obviously covering the Spurs all those years. So I, I, I was with the Spurs from '99 to '07, January of '07. Uh, so I was there for four of the five championships and Sacramento was always relevant. And so it, yeah, it seems weird that it's been that long, but you guys are going to have a nice long run now. I think you're going to be back for a long time. You got a great team, great coach, great owner organization, the the stadium and the arena, the whole scene down here is really cool. Brian, you've called some massive moments in your, uh, in your broadcasting career. You called the, the Kings win on TNT earlier, <laughs> earlier this that was, season. That's, that was, there, that's definitely Number one. up there yeah, for yeah. sure. That's yeah. yeah. It's top three for sure. What's it like to call a game in like such a wild environment like Golden One Center? Yeah, I love it. I mean, that's what uh, that's why you know during the pandemic and uh, the following year when I called an entire NBA season out of my basement um, in Milwaukee. That's why we do this. So, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to work in a studio. I don't want to um, be in a remote location. I want to be at the venues, and that's why. I chose play-by-play as opposed to an anchoring career. Not that there's anything against anchoring careers, but it's just not for me because I want to be at the venue and I want to be in the arenas and feel the energy and the vibe and just experience all these um, these environments and these different cultures, these different places. And for me, doing a lot of sports, baseball and golf and the NFL for a couple of years and uh, the NBA, college basketball, we got March Madness coming up. Mm. So that, I love that. Like, that's that's why I do this, you know, because I want to experience all of this and be uh, in in the pie of wherever we're going to just um, be able to relate and, and report what we're seeing and, and also expose fans who are watching what this market's all about. You know, I came from a small market. I was in San Antonio for years. Um and so I really appreciate the small market vibe and, and those that are ignored. 
And I was part of that organization that was ignored for a long time until they started winning, until they started winning championships. So I'm all about it. And uh, teams and markets and communities that finally get the spotlight, that's, that's what I love yeah. more than anything doing this, doing this job. And, you know, you, you talk about the different markets, the different communities, the different environments that you get to be in. And going back to just what Golden One Center has really built, you know, they've got the beam now. And I am going to ask you, what are you most looking forward to tonight? You can say the beam, but is there anything else on the floor that you're looking forward to tonight? Well, I, the beam is really cool. That's one of the... Uh, I mean, it's one of the really cool stories of the NBA this year, you know, and, and learning about the beam last time we were here and how that all has taken off. But I do love the fact that um, so uh, here's the way I see it. You know, when we do games and you do games and, and we do games in every market, obviously. But when we come to Sacramento, Oklahoma City is very similar. Um, the Garden, the Knicks fans are that way. But, you know, when you hear reactions on specific plays throughout the game, just basketball plays, Great plays, you hear the oohs and the ahs, or even even a hard screen. Uh, you know the fans are into it, so it does have a little bit of that college feel um, that I would say NCAA tournament feel, that every play matters, possession matters. It doesn't, don't get me wrong. But when you're in that arena, that experience matters, and you're, you're there living and breathing the whole thing. And I think Kings fans, um, they're electric, and I love that that vibe here and and the way they react and it helps you as a broadcaster because you're reacting that way too and so um for example like one of my favorite things you guys do is when keegan murray makes a shot or yes. a three pointer and so you know i covered keegan quite a bit um in the big 10 and we had him in the ncaa tournament um i'm in big 10 country there in in uh, milwaukee and i had a lot of iowa games i know that program very well um and so to see keegan as a rookie uh, get this from, you know, his professional career already. It's really inspiring and incredible. I can imagine, like, the energy he must feel when he hears his last name just cascading back over him. That that must be an amazing thing to uh, to hear every night. You know, rock stars, that's an adrenaline rush. They get that. But I don't know many rookies uh, that are getting that kind of instant feedback after a made basket. So that's just one example of uh, something that I really enjoy about this market yeah we were talking to keegan's mom at a game a, a couple months back and she remembered the first time she heard that and it brought her to tears she was just yeah. so happy that her son was receiving that so type nice. of love especially yeah. like you know he had been around chris for so long twins together and now yes. he's away from home so to, to get that kind of home love from his new home is, yeah. is, is, was pretty cool it was no it was it was huge but also you know brian you're you're watching, obviously, so much basketball, and you're seeing all these rookies. Keegan Murray not only deserves to have that chant. What have you liked about Keegan's game so far this season? Yeah, I mean, and I can tell you, it, Keegan, it is, it's a lot more comfortable for him to hear fans chant his last name than Fran McCaffrey. Believe me. <laughs> uh, Fran is intense. Ma Mount Fran is, uh, you know, that's, uh, but, you know, he's a great coach and a good friend of mine, but... Um, you know, I, I love uh, the fact that he and Herter, you know, they, they're a perfect fit for me. The sharpshooters, they, um, I think the Kings will play a lot better defense uh, when you get into the playoffs. It just, it just kind of leads to that. You can empty out the tank, if you will. And so that's going to help them too. And, you know, they've been remarkably healthy, but um, Keegan, Keegan's really expanded his game. Davion Mitchell's expanded his game too. You know, this is another guy that we watched quite a bit. We, we had Baylor all through their run. 
uh, my crew did in the NCAA tournament when they won the national championship. And I wasn't sure what kind of pro he'd be. I knew he'd be a he'd be a great defender right away on the perimeter, but I didn't know he'd be this kind of shooter. And you know, to his credit, he's turned his game. And I think that culture is in place here where everybody's improving. And you know, I saw the same thing in San Antonio. We've seen that in with the Warriors. Uh, you know, everybody just gets better, and the environment makes them better. Their coaching makes them better. But the players deserve a lot of credit too. So I would put Keegan in that category of. There's a lot of things that he needed to do better. He, he, he can't be a liability defensively. He can't be a target every possession. And this is the next wave of what Kings fans who have missed playoffs for a long time. When you get in the playoffs and you get into a series, you will instantly find out who the targets are. And Nikola Jokic went through that. I mean, they went at him every possession uh, in the postseason those first couple of years. And so you have to be able to hold your ground on some level. Um, otherwise, you're going to be run off the floor. So the fact that, um, you know, you'll get these layers of improvement. Keegan certainly has improved his game and then the confidence to shoot. Now, those rims get really tight in the playoffs. Yeah. Really tight. So home games, I'm not worried about the Kings. I'm not worried about Keegan Murray, you know, as, as that extra layer. I've seen Kevin Herter kill it in the playoffs before uh, with the Hawks, especially in that run two years ago. So those and Malik Monk is I feel like going to be a, an exceptional playoff type player I think I think Sabonis is going to be an exceptional playoff player just by the way he plays so those are all the things we got to find out about the Kings um, so enjoy the ride in the regular season and then we'll find out these things yeah enjoy it exactly that's I don't think many people anticipate that the Kings would be at the number two spot no. right now in the Western Conference even the no. biggest of Kings fans so yeah it is about just enjoying that ride the Kings' offense has been outrageous this year, but offense around the league is insane. We're seeing all these forty-point games, fifty-point games this year. We saw the game the other day, or the day the other on Sunday, where you had eighteen players score thirty or more <laughs> in a game. Uh, from your perspective, like calling play-by-play, the pace is faster than ever. I know you're doing it on the TV side, but ha- have you had to alter how you call games at all because of the pace? <laughs> No, not really. Yeah. It's just, I I love it. I mean, we want pace, you know. Um, we've been fighting for that in the baseball world to get pace. We finally got it. So, you know, my opinion on it all is less of me, more of action is always a better thing. So um, I, I love the pace, and it's never been harder to play defense in the history of this league <laughs> yeah. than it is right now. The floor is so spaced, and there's so much ground to cover. And uh, I think we're seeing it with, with injuries, you know. there's just it's, a, it's hard on the body to do this, and it's hard to do it for a full season. So I don't mind the scoring. I don't mind whatever's in front of us. I, you know, a lot of people get bogged down with the load management thing. You guys don't really deal with that here because your players play, which we love. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hell love. Yeah. Uh, and the Knicks are the same way, by the way, their players play. Um, so we, I don't get bogged down by that. The way it's officiated, I don't get bogged down by that. Whatever's in front of you, you know, we just, we're here to chronicle the game, report the game, and there's beauty in all of this. So, uh, there can be beauty in a, a 177-176 double overtime game, or there <laughs> yes. can be beauty in a 191 game. And I think that's kind of where, like, I love defense too. So if we're going to get in a defensive struggle, then let's go ahead and do our part as a television network to show that and make sure we're ISOing the right people and producing clips for people to see when we come back from breaks uh, to showcase whatever is the success. You know, we, 
We try to celebrate success. That's kind of how we do it. If your team is not having the success, you're going to be pissed off at us and yelling at the TV. Um, but if your team is having success, uh, then that's what we're going to celebrate and we're going to showcase. Yeah, I mean, you're calling the games with some of the best players in the world, even if the star superstar players are resting that night or are injured or whatever you want to call it. So um, it's it's great to make everything special. And like you said, Kings probably one of the most healthy teams this season. And you look at these two teams tonight with the Knicks and the Kings, they're probably two of the biggest surprises in the league. Would you say? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think um, the way I, I think Oklahoma city is a major surprise. I didn't, I, I thought, I, I thought they were destined for the lottery, but they're in a little bit of a different category uh, you guys are all going to the playoffs, and you're certainly going to have a run. Um, so I think hey, Brian, um, wait, they haven't clinched yet, man. <laughs> yeah, come on, or, or is it good? Do you think we're we're good? You got a you got a 17 game losing streak ahead of you. Is that the fear? Right <laughs> no, now? no, no, no. You're, yeah, right, you're right. You're right. Hey, it's 16 years of damage here, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I think I do love the way uh, you guys uh, have set yourself up for us. It's uh, one of the more entertaining teams to cover, talk about, think about. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I think playing a lot of games is going to matter. And yes, you had good fortune, uh, to be healthy, but also I think your habits have also created that good fortune because players play and there's a big debate right now about load management and does that hurt you or help you? And some, you know, if you're a marathon runner, does it help you to go run 10 miles to prepare for a 26 mile race? I don't know. Maybe it helps you to run 26 miles um, to prepare for that race. So that's all to be seen. Um, I hope the Kings do make a good run this year, and they certainly can state their claim. And maybe one of the most underrated players in the NBA is Sabonis. So he's going to get great exposure. Um, But, yeah, the Knicks and the Kings are definitely two of the biggest surprises, even just with win percentage where they were last year. And doing it in very different ways, too. You know, the Kings are up and down, high-paced, a lot of passes. The Knicks are straight up iso ball, old kind of old school. They don't shoot it well, but they're a highly efficient offensive team, believe it or not, which is a weird combination to be a poor shooting team, but a high offensive rating team. They get a lot of second-chance points, and they control the ball, you know. So we'll see two different ways that are having – Great success, and it'll be a good little test tonight and a fun game for us for sure. Yeah, it's going to be a really interesting game. Uh, before we let you go, when did you get into town? Were you able to go to King's practice yesterday, get the vibes? No, we don't okay. do that, man. We okay. we, uh, we had a game Tuesday. That's right. We, you... Yeah, we were in L.A. Our reporter, Stephanie Reddy, who's fantastic, um, yes. she'll kind of cover, you know, we're divide and conquer mode, so she'll kind of cover all the, the news from practice and the day, and then we – we show up for the, we got it easy. We just show up and, <laughs> and call the game. And by the way, I want to commend you guys before we go away. So, I, you know, I, I don't know you guys at all, and I didn't know your background at all, but I'm watching my buddy who I've, I've mentored, this young guy named Jacob Toby. Love uh, Jacob the, Toby. Great guy. Let me tell you something. You guys impressed me beyond belief. I, I watched wow. probably four of those G League showcase games, and I'm saying, who's this woman? with Jacob and who's this sideline guy you guys just because uh, I did minor league baseball for nine years yeah small college basketball and I, I and if you your bosses are listening I hope 
I would sign you guys up for as long as you want. Oh, my. Because you can't fake joy very often. And when you're going into a G League setting and you're going into that environment and you guys just broadcasted the game with such knowledge and joy, I was I was blown away by that. Wow. And congratulations on being that way. <laughs> I know you guys are celebrities here in Sacramento. <laughs> but I had never seen you before. And I asked Jacob right away, I said, who are those two people? Because that's the, how Jacob, I was telling him, that's how you need to approach everything you do that way. Like whether it's a G League game, whether it's an NBA game, whatever you're doing, your talk show, mm-hmm. if you can show up with great content, great knowledge, and don't take yourself so seriously, and then show up with joy every day. You guys have won already, so Man. kudos to you. You're doing a great service for your fans here. Well, Brian, I'm not speechless very often, but I seriously yeah. I really appreciate you saying <laughs> Thank that. That you. means the world, and yeah, I, I mean, mean we we love this business. I love calling games. I My approach with the G League, I know more in the same way. It's like, I don't care if there's no one's listening there could be some there could be a family member watching there could be someone it's i love calling basketball games i love being around the sport and that's how our approach is thank you so much so for the high for praise that. that's and now amazing. I, I will be clipping that and sending that to my mbc yes. bosses so thank you yeah i mean like i'm that's contract talk right there oh, but it's the truth man. and you guys deserve it and that's why i wanted to come on your show today because i i do i do remember watching these g league showcase games and uh that's kind of where uh I, I found something you know you guys are special there's not many people doing what you're doing with this level of content and and joy like i said and i think yeah. that's important and so yes it's a small market you might be uh you might feel invisible at times but you're not people are watching and people are recognizing what you're doing and congratulations on your success you your phone will be ringing i'm sure oh my gosh Brian, Brian, yeah, you're about to make me I'm gonna cry. cry right now. I know. I'm going to cry for uh, you guys. Brian, thank you so much, man. And actually, <laughs> we, we won't be at the game tonight because we actually have a G League game tonight. Uh, the Stockton Kings and the Westchester Knicks are playing just down the road <laughs> in Stockton. But uh, we'll definitely be catching up on the game after. Can't wait to hear your call with Stan Van Gundy, Stephanie Reddy. Appreciate you so much. And seriously, that what you just said means the world. And thank you so much for even taking the time to watch that. Even what you do for Jacob, who we got the chance to meet. Oh my gosh. I mean, he speaks very highly of you and the fact that you take time out of your schedule to mentor. not only come along with us, but like mentor him and, and to watch and give feedback that goes a long way uh, for people. So thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, He's a great one. He's a good one to follow. You guys make a great team. He's a great musician too. You ought to hear him. He's uh, told us. Sing. He's yeah. legit. He could, he actually tried out for American Idol. I mean, he's like a next level singer and, He's talented. We're going to have yeah. him on the show when the Nuggets are just not just even when we're talking some NBA and playoffs. I think we're going to have him on the yeah. show and maybe we'll make him sing a little tune. <laughs> yes. Oh, he, he'll do it in a second. He's not afraid. <laughs> yes. There's plenty of confidence there. So, good. yeah, make him put him on the spot. Great right. to be with you guys. Thank you so Thanks, much. Brian. Good night. Okay. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Wow. Brian Anderson. Man. Sheesh. Oh.